0: Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge Podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. No matter what the struggles are, or how old your child is, that you're gonna need to develop and use some skills that will help your child to learn how to work through things like anger and frustration, anxiety, disappointment, embarrassment and so every time I look up you know like what's happening with kids and and you know what experts are saying that we need to do it always comes back to the same things that I tell you so I I know for those of you that listen to me a lot it sounds like a broken record but it's really true these kids need structure they need the warmth but they also need structure and they need the the structure that that so that they can know the roles and the predictability of family life they need it more than ever as as our world is like turned upside down and then is like changed and is different and always seems like it's changing and people don't know like you know I did a talk not that long ago on resiliency you know it's like how frightening that is when we don't know you know when we say like you never know what's going to happen for our kids, like they're kind of living in a world like they never know what's going to happen each day. And that, I don't, I don't think that's going to help them. They need the predictability of what happens at school. They need the predictability of what happens at home. Doesn't mean it has to be boring. It just means that there has to be routine and, and there has to be somebody in charge and having the schedule and having routine puts somebody in charge. And that's, that's one thing, you know, one reason why I think the schools, like the sooner they can know what they're gonna do and the expectations and have established like, hey, when this when when you have this behavior, this is how we're gonna handle it. So that doesn't look like all the adults in their life are just throwing up their hands and saying, I don't know what to do with you. That's a scary place for a kid. They need to know that you do know what to do and that you have a plan. Even if, you know, to the other adults, you're like, I don't know what to do, you know? (laughs) Even if you're calling your parent coach and you're like, I don't know what to do, help. That's fine. But for your kids, they need to see you as knowing what to do. The adults need to know what to do and how they're going to handle things. And that structure allows that room for them to grow. And it also, if you have good structure in place, it allows, you know, for kids to be able to say, like, I don't agree with this, or I'm having a hard time with this, or, you know, but when we don't have any structure, we don't have any foundation for those kind of discussions. It's just kids demanding things. It's kids taking over, it's um, whatever. It's like if there's no laws and there's no consequences to breaking laws, then that's lawlessness. And so we want to make sure that we have kind of that predictability of like this is this is how we're going to handle this. Um, and you may need help for that, and that's okay. The research also shows that parenting it has to be intentional, um, and it may seem strict by some standards today. You know, to have expectations. You know, everybody kind of wants to be like, oh, I don't want to put that pressure on my kids, right? It's it's not pressure to have those expectations. It's more pressure if you're coming behind them all the time and saying, "Nope, don't do that. Stop doing that. Sit down. do you know?" So we set up the expectations of what of what we expect. And I I found with a lot of kids, like you can do this with your child too. It's like, hey, this is a new school year, and um, what what do you want? What what kind of what do you think you can do this year? Like, what are some of the things you want out of the school year? And you may get a lot of, I don't know, or Whatever at first, but like just brainstorm with them about, like, you know, is it important? Do you want to get good grades? Do you want to just work on turning in all your assignments? Do you want to work on, you know, asking for help? So you got to have these discussions, but not in the times when it's really intense, right? You got to make sure that you're having those talks like, and you know, it's just casual. Like, you know, I used to do this a lot with kids where I would talk to them about their goals for school. What do you want? What are your goals for school? And some kids are like, I just want to pass, which is like getting C's and D's, you know? And it's like, oh, well, you know, what would it take for you to pass, you know? And well, I have to turn stuff in. Okay, well, what would happen if you turned in, you know, all of your assignments on time? You know, what if, what if you didn't worry about grades, but you just worried about getting everything turned in, you know? And do you think that if you did that, that you could maybe even get like C's and B's, you know? And so it's, it's like helping them to develop like, what their goals are and what they want to do with that. Part of that is just it helps the kids to be more well-adjusted and it gives them some buy-in. You know, it's like what if their goal is that they, you know, they want to be able to play basketball? What if sports are the things that are driving them? They want to be able to play basketball. They want to do wrestling. They want to do all these sports. And so it's like, okay, that's those are great goals. I want you to be able to play sports, especially in those middle school years when they get to play and they don't have to worry about, like, not being good enough to be on the high school team and let them have those experiences. But what can you use to help them? Like, hey, I want you to be able to play basketball, too. But in order to do that, this is where your grades have to be. And so I don't want it to be so nitpicky that it's like you're deciding week by week whether they can play. But just in general, like, are they doing their goals? Like, um, I'm willing to help you to get to basketball practice, but you've got to be willing to do these things at home. And if it's not working well here, then we're not going to be able to do this. So finding out what it is that drives them. We all have reasons why we do things, right? Like, we go to work so we can get the paycheck. The kids, kids that go to school, usually it's, you know, they they get to see their friends. But if you have kids that don't have friends, like, what, what gets them there? Is there an adult there that they that they like is, you know, is it is it just miserable for them the whole time, you know? So, just you know, looking at kind of where their buy in is and what what we can do to kind of help build that so that there's things they look forward to there. And I think that kind of happens as we set up that structure. Like we start to kind of see the things like first we do this and then we do this. So, the other thing I'll tell you, if your kids are really struggling behavior wise, um, mental health wise, if they have a IEP, a 504, and especially if you're working on things at home, if if they've been having a lot of behaviors and a lot of things, take some time to really evaluate the whole homework situations because it takes what's happening at school and it brings it into your home and then it becomes a battle. And the homework becomes more important to you as the parent because I know it I know in some ways that feels like it reflects on you. And I think there's a lot of pressure from the school to, you know, that kids do better if they have parents that are involved in their education. But you can be involved in their education in different ways. So schoolwork can happen at school. You can talk to your school team about that and just say, hey, like, here's what, you know, we'll do reading at home. We'll play games together. But um, it's family time. And I'm I'm not going to spend hours fighting with my kids about this. Because you can spend hours fighting with the kids and getting schoolwork done, and they still don't turn it in. And it, you know, or they... Or they lost it, or whatever, and or they lie to you and tell you they don't have any homework. So then you spend, and you know, a good thirty to forty-five minutes every night trying to figure out on the computer what they have this do and what's not do. And the kids tell you, I mean, I've just I've been there a lot and heard all the stories about it, it was, well, the, we didn't have it. We had a movie today, and we didn't we didn't do any schoolwork, or they don't have any books for us, or you know, all this stuff, right? The teachers are hearing it too that you don't have a computer that you can't help them that you don't know what to do. So, you know, just eliminate some of that and and have school stuff happen at school. Your better students, your kids that want to be better students are going to probably bring some schoolwork home or get it, get it done. But your ones that you're fighting with, like you're fighting with them on being functional and that's more important. And loving to learn to me is huge. If your kids can learn to love learning, you are going to have, it's going to be a lifetime, right? So as a family reading together, um, you know, have, I think it's great to have a learning time, you know, and I recommend that you have a learning time, even on your days when they're not at school, even in the summer, but you're going to have to be really directed about it. So the learning time, it can be something that they bring home from school to work on. They have to pull it out and get it done, or that learning time is something that you guys set up. And if your child is constantly, you know, well, I have to have my computer and I can't do it. And then they spend 30 minutes trying to figure out, you know, what assignments do and they don't actually use their learning time. Then do something else with learning time, like as a family, like we're going to learn about Australia or something like that, you know, or if you know what the kids are studying, you know, you can you can you know, you can. I know some families that they study current events or or they study money management, or, you know, different topics like that, you can have that opportunity so that you can tell the teachers, like we have homework time every evening. But if they don't have that homework ready to go, then they're just going to be reading, you know, that's reading time. So if they're little, they're going to be reading to you. That's the other thing is like, if you get home, so you go to aftercare, and then and then they come home, and it's like six o'clock at night, and they need to be like pretty much getting ready for bed or in bed, like eight, you know, eight o'clock, that whole bedtime thing starts. Um, you really only got a couple hours to see your kids, connect as a family, have dinner. So when are you going to do homework? When and, and who who can do that and not have this continual stress every night when you have been apart from each other all day long? So please, you know, rethink the whole thing about homework. And then make, you know, like with little kids reading, I've had a lot of families where they'll have a child while they're making dinner, the child can be in the kitchen reading to them. Most of the time, you can kind of figure out where they're stuck. You know, they can just, they can sit on a stool in there and they can read. They're nearby. You're right there to help if they get stuck. Um, And then you can trade off so that, you know, that child reads for 10 minutes and then the next child reads for 10 minutes. Um, So you can do some of those things in a more natural way. Um, If you're spending an hour or more on fighting with homework any time after dinner, like you're you're missing some great opportunities to just be a family. And I don't think that kids are getting the best that they could out of it. With some kids, it works to do some kind of homework time, you know, after they have a snack and have maybe some downtime or you know have some movement time um, if they get home, you know, right after school. But you're still talking about four o'clock in the afternoon, and it's been a long day. Connecting as a family learning together as a family, reading together, even you reading to your kids. I tell parents this all the time, it's no, not just them reading to you. You read to your kids. It, it encourages brain growth and it helps their brain. It helps their emotional part of their brain to be reading out loud. So read some of the great classics together and and enjoy it. You know, like don't just make it, a oh, we got to do reading now. It's like, no, it's reading time. So go get your jammies on and We'll have some hot cocoa and we'll read, you know, together. So make it fun, you know. So some other basic ideas between school and home is um, when your kids ask for help or are able to tell you how they're feeling, stop always giving advice, making suggestions or even asking a lot of questions. Um, They just need empathy. Oh, man, that stinks. Or, oh, that sounds like that was really hard. Or, oh, man, I bet you were really embarrassed. So what did you do? How did you handle it? Um, don't try to work it out at that moment but also like don't don't get stuck there you can talk about it a little bit and then kids need to move on they sometimes like I said earlier they just need to dump it on you kids can feel your empathy but also can be cooperative and to move through it it's like hey you know what we can't fix that thing that happened right now so let's let's go do this other thing and then maybe later we'll come up with some ideas so you can kind of tell when kids get like really stuck on something right like they just they're you know, every day they're telling you, you know, about the mean kid or or, you know, all the this bad stuff that happened and it's and especially if it's all somebody else, like the mean teacher or the mean kid or, you know, the other kids did all this stuff. It's like, okay, so, you know, um I can listen to one more thing that you have to say about that. And then why don't you tell me a couple of good things that happened today? Um, a lot of families do a reconnect around dinner time where they talk about you know, something great that happened or maybe something that wasn't so great. And then, you know, something that they did to help somebody else that day. So those are really good connecting times that kind of bridge the gap between home and school. I really, again, encourage you to let what happens at school be dealt with at school as much as you can. As some other things that you can do that can really help is like you should meet your child's teachers, talk with the teacher, be on the same team. Again, don't bad mouth. The school or the teachers or the staff at all, and then know who's who at the child's school. Like, you should know when they talk about Mr. So-and-so. It might not even be their teacher. Maybe it's the PE teacher or the cool duty at recess or whatever. So, you know, know who's there. Attend parent-teacher conferences and back-to-school nights and find ways to stay in touch with the teacher. Some, some kids, it helps to have a checklist of each day. Some I had, when uh, my son struggled in school, in junior high especially, I was able to like in the mornings, I could say like, hey, we had a rough morning. And The funny thing was, is that on the rough mornings at home, it was almost always a good morning at school and sometimes vice versa. So sometimes they would tell me like, yeah, it was, you know, I would just give them the heads up like we had a, we had a rough night or whatever. And then they could have somebody, you know, kind of make sure he was okay that day. Make sure that your child has the support needed in an IOP or a 504 and make sure that it it really supports the needs because they will have their goals in the way that they have to write it up, but make sure that you talk about, you know, some of the specific things, like, especially with organizing and prioritizing, um, that's a big thing that the school can do to help your child to be more successful, helping them to know, like, okay, you have this assignment missing, and so we're going to take, you know, music time, and we're going to work on this assignment or whatever. I'm a huge component of having study skills class where they can get organized and stuff, but they don't always have that in um, all the schools. If they're not getting schoolwork done, um, work with school and helping the child at school to get their work done. And I don't like just taking recess away from them. Um, Lunch detention is not always the best idea um, for getting compliance, so it may have to be figured out differently, you know, and be something else that can be done to kind of help keep them. It's not so much about always helping them get caught up. Sometimes kids that are really struggling need just that daily, like, this is what we're working on today. This is what I want you to do right now. They get lost in the instructions and the crowd. So learn what the school offers in terms of music, sports, after school programs, like know, know what your school has that can can help you as a parent volunteer if you can at the school especially but remember that if you're at odds with the school and the staff that this is a struggle that your child's carrying right so if you're there and then you come home and you talk about like oh that that little johnny he was such a pain today and blah blah it's like your kids are hearing all that that's their classmate they have to go to school with them and be around them just be careful (laughs) ask questions about the concerns that you have at school how can i help my child with this problem is a good question you know um When this happened, what did the school do? What was the response? How did the teacher handle that? Is there anything that I can do to help you with that? What do you think needs to happen? How can I stop this child from bothering my child? What can we do as a team for this child? So ask all the questions you want to the other adults. Please don't ask all those to your kid. And then, again, encourage reading and family time. Um, and, And, you know, if things get really, really bad and rough, just encourage reading and family game time read together in the evenings the other thing is is this idea about organizing like it really does help their brain a lot so if you're worried about like what's getting lost in their notebooks and things like that you can do that as part of your after-school routine with your kids that you go through their notebooks with them and you go through their binders you just have to remember that that you're gonna have a certain amount of frustration like what you find in there it's like ah we worked on that work that packet of math and And here it is in your binder three weeks later and you didn't turn it in. (laughs) So but to help your kids to know how to organize and prioritize and all that can really help them a lot with with issues at school and just teaching them to be able to do that for themselves. So I hope this has been helpful to you. And if you are having continuing problems with school, reach out to us for for parent coaching and other help and advice. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Bridge. Do you want to learn more about building a bridge to better behaviors? Pick up a copy of Dr. Michelle Alden's new book, Parenting Emotionally Distressed Kids. Or for more resources, you can click on the link for Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or a question for Dr. Alden, there's a link in the notes. We'll see you next time. And remember, things can always get better.